Schumer described some of the revisions today as Democrats lined up the votes needed to deliver a campaign season victory to President Joe Biden on his domestic agenda. Schumer also said bargainers dropped a proposed tax boost on hedge fund executives after pivotal centrist Senator Kristen Sinema of Arizona said she would otherwise vote no. Schumer said the package would instead levy new taxes on companies that buy back their own stock. Thunderstorms on the East Coast are causing travel headaches for tens of thousands of airline passengers. Airlines canceled more than 1,100 flights in the U.S. by mid-afternoon today. The highest numbers of canceled flights were at the three major airports in New York City area, JFK, LaGuardia, and Newark. And at Reagan National Airport outside Washington, D.C., American Airlines is canceling more than 200 flights, 6% of its schedule. That's according to tracking service Flightware. The Federal Aviation Administration says there were also long delays at many airports, more than 90 minutes at LaGuardia and Newark. The Pentagon has rejected a request from the District of Columbia seeking National Guard assistance for the thousands of migrants being bused to the city from two southern states. U.S. defense officials say that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin declined to provide guard personnel and the use of the D.C. Armory to assist with the reception of migrants into the city. One official who spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss a decision not yet made public says that the Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA's, Food and Shelter Program has provided funding for the problem and has indicated those funds are sufficient. Mayor Muriel Bowser says the city may send an amended request. Senator Joe Manchin sealed the deal reviving President Joe Biden's big economic, health care, and climate bill. But it was another Democrat, Democratic Senator, Kirsten Sinema of Arizona, who quietly shaped the final product. Democrats pushed ahead Friday on the estimated $730 billion package that in many ways reflects Sinema's priorities. On taxes, health care, and climate change, Sinema has pushed her priorities into the bill. In the 50-50 Senate, every vote matters. She is putting hers to use that infuriates some, wow others, and point to her emergence as a powerful political figure. Palestinian officials say Israeli airstrikes on Gaza have killed at least 10 people, including a senior militant, and wounded 55 others. Palestinian militants fired a barrage of rockets into Israel hours later. Israel says it's responding to a, quote, imminent threat, unquote, after days of tensions following the arrest of a senior Islamic Jihad leader in the occupied West Bank. Israel had closed roads around Gaza earlier this week and sent reinforcements to the border as it braced for a revenge attack. An Islamic Jihad commander was among those killed today, raising the likelihood of a wider conflict. Israel and the Hamas militant group ruling Gaza have fought four wars and several smaller battles over the past 15 years. Coming up, Biden heading to eastern Kentucky to see flood damage. That more news from across the Tri-State when New Center 88 returns right after this.
If you remember poodle skirts, mini skirts, or bell bottoms, you're just the right age. Whether you listen to Bing Crosby or Chuck Berry, or the Beach Boys, the Bee Gees, or the Beatles, we need your help. Even if you're in your 50s, if 60s, 70s, or beyond, right now, you too can register to become an organ on. and tissue donor. Surprised? You shouldn't be. Any age is the right age to donate the gift of life, and the need is great. Today, thousands of people are waiting for a transplant. But only one in three of us over the age of 50 is a registered organ donor. If we all registered, imagine how many lives we could save. How many families we could help. So whether you remember the first step on the moon or the last step of the hustle. Take an important step today and learn more. Get the facts. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Find out how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Mike Stanley. And I'm David Atkins. National Guard soldiers rushed to distribute bottled water to flood-ravaged eastern Kentucky as forecasters warned of more rain coming to the region. In the days since historic flooding swamped the Appalachian region, the availability of water surfaced as a concern for victims after the floodwaters damaged water systems. As donations pour into the region, water is a top priority, along with cleaning supplies. Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir says water is being distributed as fast as possible. National Guard soldiers distributed more than 11,000 cases of water. It comes as intense heat and humidity add to the misery as people shovel out the, from the wreckage. West Virginia Governor Jim Justice has appointed two new family court justices. David L. Jackson was appointed to serve in the Second Circuit, which includes Marshall, Wetzel, and Tyler Counties, while Robert M. Ilderton will serve in the Ninth Circuit, serving Logan County. Jackson will replace Judge Robert C. Hicks, who resigned. Elderton will fill the position vacated by Judge Kelly Gilmore Cotaspotti, who was appointed to be a circuit court judge. Jackson has 30 years of experience in both private practice and public service. Elderton has 19 years of experience in both sectors. West Virginia residents in need of materials for the upcoming school year can save money this weekend during a sales tax holiday. Certain items are exempt from the sales state sales tax over the four-day period that starts today. It includes school-related items such as clothing, supplies, instructional materials, laptops and tablets, and sports equipment. The average customer will save at least 6% on every qualified purchase and up to 7% if the item was bought in a municipality with a local sales tax. The back-to-school sales tax holiday was reinstated last year for the first time since 2004. Angel Campbell should have been looking through photo albums and eating soup beans in her grandmother's living room this week. Now the living room is gone and so is her grandmother. At least 37 people died as massive floods roared through Appalachian communities of eastern Kentucky last week. Funeral homes have settled into a steady cadence of visitations and memorials one after the other. They press on with the grim work of recovering and burying the dead even as more rain falls. One survivor says they may not have much money, but they're rich in friendship and family, and that's what's important. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden will travel to eastern Kentucky Monday to survey the damage from last week's devastating floods and meet with those affected. 
The White House announced Friday that Biden's would join Governor Andy Bashir and his wife, Brittany, at a Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA, recovery center. At least 37 people died in the flooding after 8 to 10, one half, my apologies, 8 to 10 and a half inches of rain fell in 48 hours last week in the Appalachian Mountain region. The flooding also hits areas just across the state line in Virginia and West Virginia. The president has been in isolation, awaiting a negative coronavirus test since July 30th. Coming up next, Arbery Shooter fears he'll be killed in state prison. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Golly, there's nothing to do. Wally is at baseball practice. Jane has her piano lesson. It's Friday afternoon and Timmy's having a little trouble with boredom. You know, Timmy, the best way to beat boredom is... Join an after-school program? Nice try. Take Sue to the malt shop? Not quite. Well, what is it? Listening to WMUL, of course. Why didn't I think of that? 88.1, right? You're catching on. Boredom will be a thing of the past once you listen to 88.1 WMUL. We are war veterans. And firefighters. Mothers and fathers, brothers and sisters. And kids at play. Each of us has experienced unimaginable pain, had countless surgeries and skin grafts. And emerged stronger. We are burn survivors. If you're one of us, please know you're not alone. There's an army of friends waiting to help you recover, renew, and return. Please support the Phoenix Society for Burn Survivors and help someone rise again. Visit phoenix-society.org for more information. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Mike Stanley. And I'm David Atkins. U.S. employers added an astonishing 528,000 jobs last month despite flashing warning signs of an economic downturn, easing fears of a recession and handing President Joe Biden some good news heading into the midterm elections. Unemployment dropped another notch from 3.6% to 3.5%, matching the more than 50-year low reached just before the pandemic took hold. The the economy has now recovered all 22 million jobs lost in March and April 2020 when COVID-19 slammed the U.S. The red-hot numbers were reported today by the Labor Department. Economists had expected only 250,000 new jobs last month and a drop-off from June's revised 398,000. Instead, July proved to be the best month since February. Republican Representative Dan Newhouse, who voted to impeach Donald Trump over the January 6th insurrection, appeared well-positioned today to advance to the general election in his Washington state primary. Fellow Republican Representative Jamie Herrera-Butler, who took the same vote, fault to hold off a Trump-backed opponent. Counties have until August 16th to finish their count and for canvassing boards to certify the results, followed by certification by the Secretary of State by August 19th. Under Washington's primary system, all candidates run on the same ballot, and the top two vote-getters in each of Tuesday's races advance to the November election, regardless of party. 
Authorities have identified a pregnant woman who was killed in a fiery crash just outside Los Angeles when a speeding car ran a red light and plowed into other vehicles in a crowded intersection. Four others, including a child, also died in yesterday's tragedy. The coroner's office today identified one of the victims as Ashery Ryan, a 23-year-old pregnant woman from Los Angeles. Her unborn child was listed as, quote, baby boy Ryan, unquote, in online coroner's records. Two other women and a man as well as a boy were killed, but their names weren't made public today. When the U.S. Supreme Court in June overturned Roe v. Wade, the 1973 ruling that established a right to abortion, it sparked legal changes and court challenges in, in states nationwide. In some states, there are multiple bans and multiple lawsuits in play, keeping the landscape unsettled. And further legislation could soon change things again. The June 24th Dobbs v. Jackson ruling is expected to lead ultimately to bans or deep restrictions on access to abortion in about half the states. Meanwhile, most Democrat-led states have put into place policies intended to protect abortion access. The man who fatally shot Ahmad Arbery after chasing him in a Georgia neighborhood says he's afraid fellow inmates will kill him if he's sent to a state prison to serve a life sentence for murder. That's according to a legal filing by Travis McMichael's defense attorney that asks a judge to keep McMichael in federal custody when he's sentenced Monday on a hate crime conviction. Attorney Amy Lee Copeland wrote that McMichael has received hundreds of death threats since he killed Arbery, a 25-year-old black man, in February 2020. She says McMichael worries, quote, he will promptly be killed, unquote, in a Georgia prison system that the Justice Department is investigating for violence between inmates. Coming up next, Pipeline Developer Pleads No Contest in Pollution Cases. Your daily political update when New Center 88 returns right after this. dragging. I think I'm going to try some of those energy shots everybody's talking about. How about trying WMUL energy instead? WMUL energy? What's that? Only the best energy you can get. What flavors does it have? It comes in seven exciting flavors. Bluesberry, Jazz Pizzazz, Absolute Alternative, Resilient Rock, Ultimate Urban, Rejuvenating Gospel, and Moxie Mornings. (laughs) Available everywhere WMUL FM's energy may be heard. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Mike Stanley. And I'm David Atkins. The Indiana House has passed a bill that would ban nearly all abortions in the state, sending the legislation back to the state Senate to confer on House changes. House members today advanced the near-total abortion ban, 62 to 38, with limited exceptions, including in cases of rape and incest, 
to protect the life and physical health of the mother. The measure now goes to the Senate. If approved as is, Indiana lawmakers will become the first in the nation to pass new legislation restricting access to abortions since the United States Supreme Court ruling in June removing its protected status as a constitutional right. The measure then would go to Governor Eric Holcomb, who has not indicated whether he would sign it. Mali's government says it has agreed to integrate 26,000 fighters of a past Northern Rebellion into its army under a deal with leaders of the former independence movement. Today's deal points to a new dynamic in the stalled implementation of a reconciliation accord signed years ago. Malian Prime Minister Chogul Kukala Miga pledged to spare no effort to fulfill the agreement. The reintegration of ex-combatants will occur in two phases, with the second taking about two years and being completed in 2024. The initial peace agreement signed in 2015 between the government and non-extremist armed independence groups in northern Mali has remained stalled. John Rinsenbrink has died at age 93 after a life in which he co-founded the Green Party of the United States. An obituary in the Bangor Daily News of Maine stated that the political scientist and conservationist died of an illness July 30th. The party says Rinsenbrink helped convene the first Green Party meeting in the United States in Maine in 1984. He was born in Pease, Minnesota, and attended the University of Chicago. He taught political philosophy and history at Bowdoin College and helped found the party out of frustration with Democrats and to foster peace and help the environment. United Nations experts report that North Korea is testing, quote, nuclear triggering devices, unquote, and that its preparations for another nuclear test were at a final stage in June, quoting information from unnamed countries. The panel of experts said in new excerpts from their latest report obtained today by the Associated Press that they have been, quote, unable to identify the test location and dates, unquote, for the nuclear triggering devices tests reported by one UN member state. The panel also said in a new excerpt that, quote, as of early June, two member states assessed that the preparation for nuclear tests was a final stage, unquote. The developer of a major pipeline system has pleaded no contest to criminal charges that it systematically polluted waterways and residential water wells across hundreds of miles in Pennsylvania. Dallas-based energy transfer operating agreed today to independent testing of homeowners' water and promised to remediate contamination. The settlement involves two separate criminal cases brought by the Pennsylvania Attorney General. Under a plea deal, the company will pay $10 million to restore watersheds and streams along the Mariner East Pipeline network. Mariner East has been one of the most penalized projects in Pennsylvania history. Energy transfer had no immediate comment. And coming up, Rebecca Law will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and we'll be back with updates on the Russia-Ukraine war. Stay with us. The worldwide leader in Marshall University sports coverage. 
Welcome back inside the Xfinity Center here in College Park, Maryland. Happy to have you with us on this Black Friday. Welcome back inside. Little John Coliseum. 4.48 to go in the first quarter. Welcome back to Johnny Red Floyd Stadium. Welcome inside the Cole Center, everyone. The Cutting Edge Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Outside the WMUL studios, it is a cloudy 84 degrees. Today, the high is 82 and the low is 70 degrees. We are under a flood watch until Sunday evening due to the scattered rain showers today and tomorrow, which will continue into the evening and likely evolve into thunderstorms containing heavy rain. Currently, the chance of rain tonight is 70% with 3 to 5 inches of rain expected. Tomorrow, we will have a high of 82 and a low of 70 degrees. In the morning, we are likely to have thunderstorms and heavy rainfall still, but into tomorrow evening, the rain showers will slow and eventually stop completely. On Sunday, the high will be 86 and the low will be 71 degrees. Sunday morning and afternoon will be partially cloudy with some light winds, and Sunday evening will remain the same. However, there is a 50% chance of scattered showers. Today in weather history, in 1961, the temperature of Ice Harbor Dam in Washington soared to 118 degrees to equal the state record established in Waluki on the 24th of July in 1928. And in 1988, thunderstorms in Michigan produced wind gusts up to 80 miles per hour, making today historically a very hot and a very windy day. Thank you, weather.com and weather4u.com for this information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it is a cloudy 84 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law. Thanks, Rebecca. Now on to Russia and Ukraine news. The Kremlin says it's open to talking about a possible prisoner exchange involving American basketball star Brittany Griner, but strongly warned Washington against publicizing the issue. A judge convicted the 31-year-old Griner yesterday of drug possession and smuggling and sentenced her to nine years in prison. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken spoke last week to Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov about a trade to free Griner, and the two of them were both in Cambodia for an Asian summit today. Lavrov said Moscow was, quote, ready to discuss, unquote, a prisoner swap, but the U.S. President Joe Biden and Russia President Vladimir Putin only could talk about a deal via confidential channels. Relatives of prisoners of war taken captive by Russia after the fall of Azovstal steel plant are calling for answers a week on from a prison attack in a separatist region of eastern Ukraine that reportedly killed dozens. The relatives are asking the International Committee of the Red Cross to help in their search for information about the fate of their loved ones. The organization has requested access to the site, but says so far it has not received permission. Turkish President Erdogan has visited Russia for talks with Russian President Vladimir Putin. They discuss a grain deal brokered by Turkey and the UN, prospects for talks on ending hostilities in Ukraine, the situation in Syria, and growing economic ties between Moscow and Ankara. Last month, Turkey and the UN helped broker agreements between Russia and Ukraine for Ukraine to export 22 million tons of grain and other agricultural products that have been stuck in its Black Sea ports since Moscow sent troops into the country. In a statement issued after today's talks, 
that lasted four hours, Putin and Erdogan emphasized, quote, the necessity of a complete fulfillment of the package deal reached in Istanbul, unquote. Three more ships carrying thousands of tons of corn have left Ukrainian ports. The movement today is the latest sign that a negotiated deal to export grain trapped since Russia invaded Ukraine nearly six months ago is slowly moving forward. But major hurdles lie ahead to get food to the countries that need it most. While the shipments have raised hopes of easing a global food crisis, experts say much of the grain that Ukraine is trying to export is used for animal feed, not for people to eat. And the cargoes are not expected to have a significant impact on the global price of corn, wheat, and soybeans. Excuse me. Coming up next, Amazon buys Roomba. Stay tuned. I missed a mortgage payment, but now I'm turning things around. With Sam, I can. Sam is Smart About Money, a free online resource from the National Endowment for Financial Education. We're an independent nonprofit foundation dedicated to helping people just like you get sound information about money at samican.org. Business has fallen off at work, but I'm getting prepared for whatever the future holds. With Sam, I can. Get empowered. Reach your financial goals. Visit samican.org. The adventure of a lifetime. Destiny will be revealed. Bear witness to a living legend. We've got to get out of here. I know! It's coming! No. It's here. The Cutting Edge. Slicing through the airwaves to a radio near you. WMUL 88.1 FM. And finally today on New Center 88, baseball card collections often pay big bucks for a rookie card of someone who went on to become a star. But would anyone pay top dollar for a baseball card of someone who didn't play pro sports but became a tech titan instead? It's a question camp counselor Ali Tarantino hopes will bring a lucrative answer. He had a Mark Zuckerberg in his camp as a young kid who gave out signed baseball cards of himself as a memento. After a search through his camp memorabilia, Tarantino found it. Now he's putting the card of Facebook's founder up for bids. He will also sell it as an NFT. Amazon today announced it has entered into an agreement to acquire the vacuum cleaner maker iRobot for approximately $1.7 billion. It's a move that will allow Amazon to scoop up another company to add to its collection of smart home appliances amid broader concerns about its market power. iRobot sells its products worldwide and is most famous for the circular Roomba vacuum. Amazon says it will acquire the company for $61 per share in an all-cash transaction that will include iRobot's net debt. The deal is expected is subject to approval by shareholders and regulators. Upon completion, iRobot CEO Colin Engel will remain in his position. Far-right conspiracy theorist Alex Jones bowled through the first trial that could decimate his personal fortune and media empire in his usual way. Loud, aggressive, and talking about conspiracies both in and out of the courtroom. 
It's business as usual for the gravelly-voiced, barrel-chested Jones. But by courtroom standards, his erratic and at times disrespectful behavior is unusual and potentially complicated for the legal process. Jones and his media company, Free Speech Systems, were ordered to pay $4.11 million in compensation damages to the parents of six-year-old Jesse Lewis, who was killed with 19 other first graders and six educators in the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School shootings in Newtown, Connecticut. And punitive damages could be more. And that does it for this summer edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in Monday at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WNUL. For David Atkins, Sequoia Ware, Rebecca Law, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Mike Stanley, and your thought of the day is, when I have a terrible need of, shall I say the word, religion, then I go out and paint the stars. Vincent Van Gogh. What's going on? How am I going to spend my Friday? What's going on? What should I do this weekend? What's going on?